Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Oz. My name is Sam Kozlowski. It is the 18th of March. You did it. You got it to Friday. Zara, it's been a massive week for us here at The Daily Oz and I'm sure for our listeners. Kick us off with the headlines of the day before we talk about the latest sub-variant. US President Joe Biden has called Russian President Vladimir Putin a war criminal as Russia continues to invade Ukraine. Biden made the remark while speaking to reporters in the US and the Kremlin responded to the comment saying it's unacceptable and unforgivable. In domestic news yesterday, the Australian Bureau of Statistics told us that the unemployment rate has now fallen to 4% in February. The underemployment rate, which refers to the percentage of people who did not have as much work as they wanted, sat at 6.6% for the month of February. Both figures are the lowest recorded since 2008. There was a 7.3 magnitude earthquake in Japan late Wednesday night, killing at least two people. The earthquake hit off the coast of Fukushima, the site of the nuclear meltdown in 2011. After the earthquake, over 2 million power outages were reported in homes across the Kanto region. And your Friday good news, a world-first 4D lung scanner, which aims to help medical professionals detect lung-related disease earlier, as well as more accurately modder chronic respiratory conditions, has been built and unveiled in Australia. It's hopes the scanner will assist those with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, cystic fibrosis and asthma. For many Australians, a sense of normality in routine has returned since the beginning of the pandemic. With all states and territories firmly out of lockdown, no border restrictions and workplaces working towards going back to full capacity, things are feeling better than they did six months ago or even three months ago. But despite this sense of normality, COVID-19 continues to spread and spread quickly throughout Australian communities in every state and territory. You might have noticed several headlines about the rise in COVID-19 cases, particularly in Australia over the past couple of weeks. And while there are several contributing factors, one is the rise of the BA2 variant. Now, nobody wants to talk about COVID less than we do, but it's now being confirmed by the WHO that the Omicron sub-variant BA2 is the most transmissible variant that we've seen since the beginning of the pandemic Sam, take me through what the World Health Organization has actually said on this BA2 variant. I feel like we hear about many variants. So why is this one of particular concern? Without freaking everyone out, I am getting some flashbacks to when we first learned about Omicron. But let's just continue on hoping for the best case scenario. It was the World Health Organization's COVID-19 technical lead, Maria Van Kerkhove. She told us of this news. But interestingly, Van Kerkhove confirmed that despite high transmissibility in this variant, she said we do not see an increase in severity with the BA2 variant. She said, however, with huge number of cases, you'll see increased hospitalizations. And we have seen this in country after country. So what does that all kind of mean? What it means is that there doesn't seem to be a cause of concern here in terms of severity, but it is expected that case numbers and hospitalizations will skyrocket. And this has been reflective with what we're seeing not only here in Australia, but around the whole world. In the past week, the WHO has seen an 8% increase in the detection of COVID cases with more than 11 million positive test results. You've got to keep in mind here that restrictions have now ended in most of the world, including Australia. And WHO is urging us to remember that the virus has not, as you and I have talked about, Zara, settled down. 
Right. And have we known about this variant for a while? Is it new? What's the go on that? You might have remembered we reported on this subvariant a couple of weeks ago now as it was spreading particularly around Europe and India. There were a couple of nicknames given to it. It was called Omicron's sister, Omicron's brother. Uh, everyone seems to have settled on the son of Omicron. The son of Omicron was described as this stealthy variant. It had a generic quirk in it that made it more difficult to identify than the Omicron form of the virus on PCR tests. And what that meant in real life was that people were doing PCR tests, returning a negative result when they in fact had the son of Omicron, and they were then spreading it around their family, friends and workplaces. I guess what we're trying to say here is that this is not new news. We've known about this variant for a while. We've seen a spike in cases in Denmark more recently, even in China, a country that has a zero COVID policy but has seen a significant jump in cases. It's believed that this variant is the culprit that's driving up numbers. Okay, so that's overseas. Has this new variant played a role in the overall increase of COVID-19 cases in Australian states and territories? That's why we thought it would be a good idea to talk about it today. We know that WA, even with their strict border restrictions up until only the 3rd of March this year, has seen a pretty significant rise in COVID case numbers. Yesterday, WA recorded 7,151 new cases, which means that there's about 31,000 active infections of the virus in the state. Keep in mind that only a month ago, prior to borders opening, the state recorded 177 local cases. It's obviously a pretty big difference, and the state is expected to hit its peak sometime next week. Health authorities have clearly confirmed that they believe the BA2 subvariant accounts for about a quarter of Omicron cases in WA. We've seen similar spikes, not as severe, but similar spikes in New South Wales. Yesterday, the state recorded 20,000 cases. Last week, New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard spoke about his concerns around the variant. Here's a little bit of what he had to say. Well, it's very concerning because we're seeing another sub-variant. It's a BA2, and BA2 appears to be far more transmissible. Uh, What we are concerned about is we could see literally a doubling of the numbers of people infected within just a month to six weeks. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about the other states. In Victoria, there's been some detection of the variant in wastewater tests. Earlier this week, COVID Response Commander Jerome Weimar, we haven't spoken about his name on the podcast in a little while, he acknowledged the rise in cases and the presence of the new variant. South Australia, haven't forgotten about you either. It had one of its highest daily case numbers in total at 4,474. And so it's going to be pretty interesting from here to see, especially in the context of an election, how governments play their hand here. We'll be looking specifically at state governments to see if they'll be re-implementing things like capacity measures or border restrictions. I'm interested to know what our audience thinks of this. I know that I am personally quite fatigued when it comes to new COVID-19 variants, but that's not to dismiss the very real impacts that these waves have on the immunocompromised and elderly among us. So it's important to continue to stay safe and to, of course, get vaccinated. That's all we have time for this week, but thank you for supporting The Daily Oz in all its forms. And if you want to keep up to date over the weekend, follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 330,000 Aussies get their news every day, and we'd love to have you over there.